This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Reddit likes this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome back, everybody, to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 394, and you can listen to this and all past episodes of MarkingOut.com. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, and listen on all of your big podcasting platforms. You can check us out at Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut, email us, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. There is a brand new episode of Cooking with Brandon, and you can find it at our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash markingout11. Purchase our merchandise, face, uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash markingout. There's going to be a big all-in sale. We'll give you all the details to that on next week's show. But starting off this show, my name's Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Dog. I'm also sitting here with Dave, who you can follow on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, how are you? I am doing great. Oh, how about how about you? I'm doing great, thank you. And we're sitting here with the heart and soul of this show, this podcast, this online listening experience. Nope, it's a podcast. Brandon, you it's can follow. It's an online listening experience. How you doing? I am doing awesome as always. You want to cut me off? I was going to give you the good, the proper. Well, uh, I was saying that it is, in fact, an online listening experience maybe you should go a little bit closer to your microphone so you sound a little better and don't sound too, so echo- echoey what do you mean do i sound echoey yeah you don't echo, sound echo 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 i'm like close to the microphone already maybe you should go closer. if i get closer and closer i start to turn into the world's largest lover say superfly. super 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 fly there you go i always do that and like i wish i could sound like the guy from that voiceover but Super, nice. super, super fly. Keep I, on setting those goals high, Brandon. Uh? Yeah. <laughs> so, Dave, how was your week? It was good. I mean, we got to do that escape room. We did. We did. We did and not escape. No, but we were so close. We did a great job. I mean, we all worked together. I think all of us definitely used a ton of teamwork, and we just missed the last clue. And I, I honestly would have never got that last clue. It was Hilar- like hilarious picture, by the way. Yeah, right. Chris is holding up a sign that says "I'm with Stupid" and it's pointing to Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was a good time, definitely. And then besides that, not too much else. Just been working and watching some wrestling, um, and just trying to figure out what's going on with the Mets. I mean, you have one game where they score twenty four runs and then you have the entire season where they scored no runs yeah didn't, it, didn't two players collide in the outfield uh like tuesday night and which scored the to help the giants win the game i'm not too sure i for, i really have I, I really haven't been uh, yeah. watching a lot of baseball this week unfortunately although the I cubs mean, it, did get daniel murphy which is huge yeah I, so, wait the cub yeah yeah the, the cubs, cubs got daniel cubs. murphy Okay, yeah. Which, which I think is a great upgrade, especially with Addison Russell going on the DL this week. You put him you put him at shortstop, you put him at second base, you move Javi to shortstop. It's going to be incredible. The Cubs it's, have a great team. I know, but they're spluttering. You know, when will the Cubs pick up John Olrude? 
may not happen. May not. <laughs> may not. It's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> I just, um, I just like saying that word or the name because he was on. I believe he was on the Mets. Yeah, in, he was uh, an ex-Met. I think it was All Star Baseball '99 for N64. So it's like up next, John Olrud. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but baseball's been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And uh, outside of that, not too much. I've been going to the gym. I actually ran into Bobby the other day at the gym. Oh, you did. Yeah, the fiance of one of our friends. How's the uh, looking? Yeah, it was it was really different because I'm so used to going to the gym and not seeing, not talking to anybody. Like I'm one of those people where I t- put on my headphones and I just don't care about my surroundings. I just go there, listen to music, and just do me. That's like my meditation. That's where I'm in the zone. Leave me alone. It's like Barbie so, Girl, Dancing Queen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to have that that aqua in there, and I do have some Ace of Base, and you know the good the stuff. Boosh? Oh, definitely. Nice. I mean, I was singing the, the Boosh the other night at work. You got like real McCoy, you know, good stuff on there. Yeah. So, but so, how about you? What have you been doing up to this week? Uh, work. Um, I got violently sick on Saturday. Ooh. Like, real. I'm, I'm not going to go into all the details, but it, from 4.30 in the morning till about noon was not a fun time for me. On why? Saturday. I don't what know. What do you mean why? He said he got violently sick. <laughs> what does that mean? It, uh, both ends. That's what I'll say. Oh. Oh, so yeah. out of ears too. Yeah, That's... and then I had to work Saturday night, and then Sunday before I saw you, we had my we had my nephew's second birthday party, mm. um, and then... It's just been do, do two-year-olds remember things like that? Probably not. Oh, no, that's the that's the thing. Like, the, unfortunately, when you're young, and I I don't remember that much. But you don't like, remember oh, anything so, to begin with. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like oh, famous person X has a birthday party for their one-year-old. It costs a million bucks or whatever. It's like, is that kid gonna remember that? Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, my cousins are like, come see the kids, and I'm like, they're not gonna remember me. It's okay. We could hold off a little bit. Yeah, but um, oh, that's a little rude, Dave. Yes, it was uh, not that's, like some, a, that's, that's something I would say. <laughs> it's but, true. I do think about you every time I see someone post like a video of a marriage, a proposal on Facebook or something. I always think like if Brandon was there, he would hate that. It's funny because I, I, they they posted a thing from uh, like a couple got engaged at the Jason Aldean concert from the Garden the other okay. week, and I'm sitting there. It's like that's just like so rude. That that you do that at a concert in front of other people or something, and like Jason Aldean like acknowledges it and everything, wishes them luck and stuff. That's awesome. I can't wait for I can't wait for Brandon to be caught on video just heavily booing the heck out of whoever is proposing. I just have like I've say no, say no. I'm I'm not sure if I've booed a proposal before, but I've definitely booed like a wedding that I've not like, out, seen in public out 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 loud. No, no, I've booed a, a public wedding. Like, if you're having a wedding in public, you're open to everything. Well, I mean, if, if I'm able to be at your wedding because of circumstances that you're having it in public, that's like you go to a wrestling event. You're allowed to boo. You're allowed to cheer. <laughs> They'll have people that, that go to the wedding that cheer. They'll have people that don't go to the wedding that'll boo. <laughs> and you have some people that don't go to the wedding, period. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn roasted. Um, <laughs> but other than that, um, just editing making content we had some family time today where we went mini golfing and then we went and had the most miserable meal of my life at fridays like just god awful from the second we walked in like they had the bar closed down 
for like a private event, which is totally fine. But like, there's like five people sitting there. I'm just like, we want to get a table. And then there's some employee that's sitting right next to the front door eating. And these two gentlemen walk behind me. He's like, we can't go to the bar. And he goes, and then this guy that like is not a host who's probably clocked out. is like, yeah, no, that's shut down tonight. And the guys look at him and go, are you an employee here? <laughs> like the guy, these two guys behind me, they, they look at this guy who's sitting there eating his mac and cheese. They're like, are you an employee? Like, I don't understand why you're talking to us right now, which it's like a bam roasted on him, but yeah. still. And then we went down and then like the waitress was just like so miserable. She was training somebody and like we saw her maybe half the time. I looked at her and I said, can I get a beer? She's like, well, the bar's closed. I'm like, so I can't get a beer. Like, yeah, you service can't bar. order any alcoholic beverage because there's a party. No, wait, were you were you able to? Yeah, I got or? a beer, but she didn't bring it over. Her trainee brought it over. I uh, mean, I, I don't get that. That's like going to you, if you go to Applebee's, you expect that you'll be able to have a, a beer with your dinner or something. Well, if you go to any like even like the restaurant that I work at, when they redid the entire bar. They made a makeshift bar with a very limited cocktail menu and put it in the back of the kitchen so that we had alcohol service. That, that makes no you – should, you should write to someone about oh, that. Oh, I have the check in my back pocket, and I'm going to fill out this survey. Well, I, I – you know what? As, like, a like consumer, a- I, as a consumer, I appreciate you f- fulfilling that. I mean – but it's you also too, like, the survey the survey may not do anything you may want to toss out a tweet or something i know i, I no, but as, as like a tweets, veteran of this yeah you might as, you might as well on marking out no but even not, like no not tweets, on like, marking like, out but like just in general don't, they'll, they'll, they'll respond got back to, me to about you my tweet what, say that again remember that tweet i had about dunkin donuts yeah they're they're weird about their social media but fridays fridays will get back to you a hundred percent yeah, I, I mean, we're not going to go back to that Fridays anymore. So, um, but yeah, it was just, and, and coming from somebody that works in the industry, it's like, man, like if that was me, like I would have been ripped to shreds, but their manager was probably more focused on making sure all the confetti's out for the, uh, for this private party that's going on in the bar. So at least your, at least your Friday's waiter didn't threaten you. What? <laughs> yeah. You don't remember that story I told on here? No. When, like, Mike and I went one time, and, like, we got the, the unlimited apps or whatever, and the guy didn't, like, the guy ended up not charging us for the drinks, but there was still a problem with our order where the manager needed to uh, come over and, like, check it out, and he was like, okay, let me see their their bill. Oh, I remember this. And the guy, the guy was like, man, you guys just effed up. The server said that? Yeah. I would have went to the manager immediately. So the manager was over, like, dealing with us and everything. And then, and, like, corporate ended up having to call me and everything. Good. Yeah, I would have. Did you call corporate? I would have followed that up. Oh, yeah. I think it was, I I tweeted them first. Uh Uh-huh. And that's how that whole, like, exchange, like, happened. And then. I don't remember. What was the fallout of it? uh, Just, they gave me, like, a bunch of, like, free. I hope um, that person was fired. uh, Yeah, and I was like, I was like. I was like, that guy, I told the guys, like, he honestly sounded like he was covering for a friend and, like, just came in to, like, like, he brought out, like, we ordered appetizers, he brought out stuff we didn't even order. Yeah. That and then after super. everything, I was like, hey, are, are you, like, are you, like, gonna give me the stuff I ordered? And, like, we never received it even. Yeah. And, like, and we still tipped him. And, and the, the guy that, from corporate goes, I, I don't understand, like, I can't for the life of me understand why you tipped. I was like, because I, I still feel bad if, like, 
Like yeah, because I, that's how people just, make that. That's how the servers make their money is by tips. The like, guy, the guy we was still an tip. awful. Yeah, like, the guy was an awful server. Should not have. Honestly, shouldn't have been. Shouldn't have been tipped. But yeah, nothing to, for nothing. I wouldn't have tipped on that. You're insane for tipping for after that. Well, I tipped. We tipped like double the tax. That was it. But usually, like when I go out and like I'm having a good time, or even if I'm, if the service is just like getting it us where it needs to go, they don't have to like go above and beyond. I'll still tip twenty percent. But even if if your waiter said exactly what that waiter said to Brandon, I would have said like, "Get your manager over here right now." Exactly, you would. I would really be like, "I'm not even that. paying for this meal." I'm like, "Your server's yeah. cursing at me." Like, the the and the manager like, at first the manager like wouldn't even let me use what I had to use. It was like a gift card type of thing to Fridays, and they're like, "Oh, this is like a special deal, like the the all you can eat, so you can't use this." I was like, "What do you mean? It says nowhere that I can't use it towards this." It says I can't use it towards alcohol. This isn't alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. But it's like uh, even on, on Saturday night, I ended up I, – I was – right, so Brandon, I how was wanna, your week? It was good. Okay. It was good. You but said I, Saturday I, after, night, so I want to transition over to your – Yeah. After NXT TakeOver, um, like the trains from Barclays kind of suck, and I was going to like catch the train to Jamaica and just chill there for my train, but the train was jam-packed. Couldn't even get on it at all. And so I'm like, I could wait in the train station for 40 minutes or I could go and to like go to Applebee's and take the even later train. So I did that and I went to Applebee's. I sit down and literally must have been like 10 minutes before my waitress even came over and said anything to me. Finally comes back again, takes my drink order. And it was probably like another 10 minutes before I even got my drink. Then I ordered my food and she drops the they drop the appetizer and literally a minute after that my the entree came out. So I'm sitting there with with three plates of food in front of me cuz I did the 2 for 20 and the guy who drops the the chicken tenders goes drops it off and I was like I was like this looks a little ridiculous, doesn't it? <laughs> like what they what do you say? He goes, "Nah, I, I don't think it looks ridiculous." But, like, I'm one person sitting there with, like, three plates of food in front of me because they, they dropped it. Like, I don't understand how they, how you drop it a minute after the app drops, but... No, I know. But, yeah, that's she because That's because she's probably been sitting there for a while. No, they probably just... Somebody probably screwed up and they have an expediter or something like that in the kitchen. She was probably... she was ter- a terrible waitress. She, like, rarely got me refills. I had to like wait so long in between refills, and I was going to just say at one point, "Could you maybe bring out like two? And then she, but then <laughs> like she charged you drinks. double because there's two drinks on the table. Yeah, but uh, she was just terrible. She was like right off the bat, she was complaining to me about like, "Oh, my feet hurt. I, I don't want to be here." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Oh, damn it." <laughs> oh yeah, no, but, and then, then like the the, guy, the kid that was at the table next to us, he was fantastic. I would have tipped. I would have gave him. I would've yeah, dude. There was there was like one, two, like three other waiters and waitresses around me in the area that were like dropping the food normal times, getting refills after refill, and I'm like, damn it, should I just like, uh, is it like against protocol to be like, excuse me, can I get this? I know you're not my waiter. No, I, no, people ask people for stuff all the time. But yeah. I, yeah, I didn't want to. But then and then she was just she's so rude, and I still I ended up giving her the twenty percent. No, you messed up. But I, I, I'm actually going to take that time because I didn't speak about it last week. But I'm going to praise uh, governors. 
the comedy. Um, in oh yeah, that's right. You uh, went to that gimmick last week. Yeah, the comedy place in uh, you, Belmore. You you didn't go to Governor's. Uh, what it was? What brokerage? The brokerage. Uh, we went to me and my friend and his girlfriend saw Angel Salazar. Hilarious, but the serve like the comedians were just so funny, but the service was amazing. Our server, like during the comic, of course, they have to still serve you food and keep you engaged and stuff like that. She did such an amazing job. She was on top of everything. And I I thought it was great because it felt like she was really caring and taking uh, and looking out for us, you know? Like it was a good feeling to have such a good service there. So definitely check out Brokerage in Balmore if you're listening on Long Island. Yeah, so. that's where that's where we filmed the piece for uh, ZTLIS. Yeah, Judah. If, if yeah. anybody remembers Judah Friedlander being on it, we filmed yeah. it. Uh, pro wrestler uh, Dan Barry does perform there on occasion, so you could always go check out one of his comedy shows at the Brokerage uh, yep. Comedy yeah, Club as well. So, all right. Yeah. And so then, Brent- uh, and then last night I went to Jeff Lynn's ELO at the Garden. How'd that go? Dude, it was awesome. It was really good. I like the, I saw him two years ago at Radio City, and it's literally I sat in the very last row and saw everything. It's like lasers and like strobe lights and everything, so it was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, last night was just it was he didn't play do ya when I saw him the first time, and this time I'm just like smile ear to ear listening to that live. It's just such a good song. You know that song? Do you do you want my love? Yeah, yeah. From like you, the you know, has a lot of good songs. Yeah. I got a ton. I'm sitting but... there listening to him do telephone line, like pretending to put lipstick on in my head. <laughs> That's the, I always think about that scene from, uh, what is that? From Billy, Billy Madison. Madison. Yeah, yeah, Billy when, Madison. When, I... when Steve Buscemi is crossing the names off his like hit list or whatever. Buscemi or Buscemi? I have no idea what it is. I say Buscemi. Some uh, people say Buscemi. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right. Some so people what else say we... Buscemi. So. Yeah, some people... But what else do we got to talk about? Uh, that's it. Uh, let's start with the uh, Outside the Ring stuff. All right. Yeah, so let's start with the Outside the Ring stuff. Um, we could talk. I mean, we could talk about it later. Uh, foreshadowing, you could say, going on for the rest of the show. But Eric Rowan is traveling to Birmingham, Alabama, because he has to have surgery on his bicep. Yes. What happened to him? We'll tell you in later the show. Definitely unfortunate. The, definitely the Bludgeon Brothers have had something very good um, very good going on. Yeah, and he was in phenomenal shape as well as Brandon uh, mentioned a while ago. Um, and Alabama, Jias uh, Andrews Clinic. So that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. It's not a, it's not a good thing because it means you're m- might be out for a while. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's a, a good it's thing a gr- because great he's thing a great if you're, doctor. If, yeah, great, amazing doctor. Dr. Andrews, but it's just unfortunate that that's he's got to go do this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. And uh, I guess we'll keep on going through that list. Yeah, let's go. Well. Do the whole thing? All right, cool. Uh, Brock right, Lesnar just... was absent from Raw because he, what, even though he was advertised to be there, uh, who cares? Brock Lesnar's gone. Yeah, but, Hip-hop hooray. Um, you know, cards subject to change. Uh, Trish Stratus and Alexa Bliss. They got announced for WWE Evolution. They're going to be taking on each other. Yeah, Dude, so Bliss got so much hate for this. <laughs> I think it's why great. because everyone like, everyone wants to see Trish Stratus versus Mickey James. No, 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 no. Everyone oh. was saying it should have been Sasha. Sasha Banks should have had the match with Trish. 
and like she was literally getting hate. It, like on that tweet that WWE posted, there were tons of like tweets bashing Alexa Bliss. And I'm like, this makes no sense. And then people were arguing like Bliss fans were were arguing with with Banks fans and stuff. Well, I do and appreciate like this, that. I I do I do uh, like that. Like having mm, fans go back and forth about it, but no, because they were doing it in such like a negative manner that it was like it was such a pathetic thing. They were like, Alexa Bliss is just a, a pretty face. She can't wrestle. Blah blah blah. She sucks. Blah blah blah. And yeah. it's like you talk like, come on. I know. Like of well, the match that makes sense the most, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, I agree with you. Uh, speaking on about the women's front, WWE NXT, uh, NXT UK Women's Championship is going to be on the line. First ever champion is going to be decided in Burning, uh, Birmingham. It's going to be between a tournament featuring Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, Isla Dawn, uh, Ginny, Zaya Brookside, uh, Nina Samuels, Millie McKenzie, and Dakota Kai. So that's going to be an awesome tournament. Looking forward to covering that in full. Yeah, once NXT uh, UK kicks off. So that'll be uh, interesting to watch. Yeah, I saw, I saw Pete Dunne is... Uh, is he defending it multiple times? The title? Maybe, I don't know, but he's, you know... Pete I, think I, saw, like, I think I saw Tyler Bate. Might be teaming with Tyler Bate. He's teaming with Tyler Bate, yes. And I saw Wolfgang mentioned. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, some uh, New Japan yeah. news for you here... Hiromu Takahashi has been stripped to the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship uh, due to no neck injury. Uh, it was later revealed that there's going to be a four-man tournament to determine the new champion. Kushida is going to be taking on Bushi at New Japan Pro Wrestling Destruction in Kobe on September 23rd. And Marty Skrull will be facing off against Will Ospreay at New Japan Pro Wrestling Fighting Spirit Unleashed on September 30th. It's probably going to be Bushi versus, I mean, Kushida versus Will Ospreay. Uh, and yeah, that's cool. Uh, and last little note we want to take it before we start talk about a chock full weekend of WWE talk is Impact Wrestling. They have it's been a great product in my opinion recently, and they have announced that their next set of TV tapings will be September 13th and 14th in Mexico City, Mexico. Uh, this is the first time that Impact will be doing this. Um, they're going to be partnering with AAA, which I think is awesome. And in the wait, of, first time they're doing what? They're it's doing tapings from Mexico. They did that stint. Remember when Jarrett was yeah with AAA was drunk or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was when the uh, when you had the um, Rosemary versus Sexy Star. Yeah, that entire no, but they, but they didn't do TV tapings from there. Oh, it was just the one night only thing. Yeah, it was the one night only thing. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. So. so yeah, that should be cool. All right. Well, Brandon was at it on Saturday night. Let's talk about it. NXT TakeOver 4 from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, fantastic. There's really not much more you really have to say about Waterbury. That's weird. What? what? Uh, on Wikipedia, it says the attendance was 14,896. Yep. Triple H announced that it was 14,676. Wow. Oh, really? huh. Someone, someone probably uh, edited it. In a... huh. Huh. So how was the live crowd there? Dude, always, always awesome. I, dude, first of all, I missed my train. Oh, yeah. I've did. never missed my train. And I missed my freaking train. So I got there a little later than I would want, would have wanted to. So I didn't get to uh, get the full experience of the kickoff show. 
not that you experience it, but, but like my seats were right near there. So I could have seen everybody on there. Like when I got there, William Regal was on the panel. So that was cool to see him like mm-hmm. right there. Um, but yeah, the crowd was great. The show was fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was fantastic. Uh, do, now, start... like, do we talk about NXT tapings for this week since that happened in like chronological order? Or... Nah, let's just yeah, talk about the show itself. It. And you started off hot with the Undisputed Era defending and keeping their tag team titles, defeating Mustache Mountain in a solid, solid, solid tag team wrestling match. Good like, opener. I, yeah. I think. Uh, hmm. I think this was my favorite match of the night. Really. I think so. It, it was like, really hard to say that because, like, every like, it's like some like last takeover. I think it was with uh, Baszler and Nikki Cross. It's like, eh, wasn't like the best match. No, it was still good, but like yeah. on this card, I don't think there was like a, a bad match at all. I don't think there was a dull match. I don't think there was a dull moment. No, I agree. And Velveteen Dream picked up the victory over EC3 following that. Well, no, those no, no, tights. We got we, we to talk about the end of this this tag team match. You, just, you have Undisputed Era in there, and then all of a sudden War Machine comes out, kicks the living holy heck out of them, and throws Kyle O'Reilly. It had to have been about 10 feet up in the air and catch him for a power slam, which was incredible. Incredible. Yeah. So you can see now the shift of, you could say, storylines into going now. War Machine, I guess, is the next. Uh, target for the nxt tag team titles and rightfully so dude the stuff like the stuff that tyler Bate was doing in this match was incredible oh yeah like showing off like his strength and everything doing the uh like the airplane spin yeah and the swing basically the same time awesome such a good match absolutely so then as dave uh said velveteen dream picking up a well-needed nxt takeover win over ec3 uh dave was the only one to predict this what do we got to say, say more about a, a Velveteen Dream? I oh, love Vince. those tights. The Call Me Vince, that he always delivers his uh, – whoever's designing his wardrobe and you and creating those – the ideas with him, just phenomenal stuff. I love yeah, – I, I, I think, I think somebody uh, somebody asked Vince McMahon uh, – asked Triple H about it and he goes, what are you talking <laughs> yeah. about Vince McMahon? He's got a friend named Vince. He's trying to get his attention to call him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was cool. Uh, match so- himself. Oh yeah, the match itself was good. Yeah, I, I agree. I I love the uh, I I don't know the name of it, but the cartwheel DV, DVT uh, DVD. Oh my god! Yeah, I on liked him right on the apron, followed by that elbow drop was sick. And I think that elbow drop uh, busted EC3 open. Yeah, he was bleeding. I didn't know when he started bleeding, but yeah, I think, and then he had I think that that's what eye. might have been something else, but yeah. So. Um, after this match, they cut to the crowd. Yeah. And, and as, there, as there has been several speculations over the past couple weeks, uh, it's been announced Matt Riddle, they're in full suit, flap room hat, which you didn't see were his green sandals. Which, so, by the way, oh, so speaking, bro. speaking of him wearing sandals, uh, on the kickoff panel, Pat McAfee, right? Is that his name? Yes. Was wearing a white sports coat, and I think he might have been wearing a uh, like a like a a collared shirt, or whatever. Was wearing bicycle shorts. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, so, I like, saw that. Okay, yeah. Shorter. Like you know those like those like really short tights that like HBK used to wear when he was like referee or something, like the yeah, little like yeah, the yeah. Adidas short things, like the tights. Yeah. He was wearing that. That's funny. <laughs> I thought that was super weird. I but mean, yeah, I, yeah, bro. 
was so over. The entire crowd, Brandon texted me right away. He's like, you're about to mark out. Yeah, because like you, when, okay, so Dream, that match finishes and the lights are like dimmed while they're doing the, the video package for yeah. uh, Ricochet and I think, and Adam Cole. Uh, and um, out of the out of the, the shadows, you see a dude with the long hair and a hat. I'm like, oh hell yeah! <laughs> right? That's as soon as I as soon as that happened, I texted Chris. I was like, I was like Riddle. And then I and said, then bro, I texted, bro, bro. And, and then, then he goes, Mark, Mark, Mark. Did I do? That? <laughs> I don't remember. Bro, doing that. And then I, I texted Dave. I was like, dude, get ready to mark out. Yeah, that I that I did. It was nice, and I love the reaction of the crowd to him. It was so such a homey feeling, you know what I mean? Like to yeah. see that sort of a that they embraced him so much. Well, that it's same. all the Super Indie fans that are there. I yeah, that that's yeah. very true. It may not carry over, but it's it's such a great start. But I'll say though, this was the quickest I've ever seen uh, somebody who was featured ringside be in and out. They was probably, but they probably did that. that they sec- probably did that for Keith Lee too. But you were on. The other side, yeah, but you're watching it on TV. It's different from, you know. Well, no, no. What I'm saying, like, uh, well, because they did it before Asuka was, like, officially signed or whatever when she was Kana. I think that was, like, the first takeover. She sat there with Ric Flair and whoever else for the full match. Well, they were they were also, because it was, like, the first one, they were probably also trying to figure out the best way to go yeah. about these no, 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 because before, uh, before the women's match, they had uh, Kevin Owens and Mark Henry, and they sat out there for the full women's match and the full last man standing match. I thought that was really cool that they sat out there for the for even just one match because we never see that. Uh, and, and it was and, cool. And like T, you do though. Like Mick Foley sat out with the uh, which I think it was Charlotte and um, maybe no, maybe it was Mick Foley, Sasha, and Bailey or something. There was another match. Maybe it wasn't with Bailey because Bailey yeah. in the match. But Mick Foley and Becky Lynch, will say, with Sasha Banks, sat ringside and watched that full match, I think, last year or two years ago or whatever it was. I know. They were just highlighting Matt Riddle. You know, they had other people to get in and out and stuff like that. So, Yeah, and then also I guess Rousey was ringside too. But Well, just for that one match. But the the match that happened after Matt Riddle's, uh, if you want to call it an NXT debut, a crowd appearance, Mm -hmm. was King Ricochet – Defeating Adam Cole to become the new NXT North American champion. This is my favorite match of the night. Heck of the, a match. The spots that, in the match, that back that moonsault super kick spot was like I screamed oh, yeah. at the top of my lungs and my What wife, about that what about that her karana that he did where he just had to he had to jump over the top rope, catch the her karana on the apron and toss him to the outside. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. such a fun match to watch and Overall, Ricochet is just fun. Yeah, he and he's really coming into his own as a as a performer. You can really show that, like, and the WWE and NXT and the Performance Center are really helping him out become more of a a, a full rounded wrestler. Yeah, a hundred percent. This was definitely a better match than I've seen from like the independents. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Also, it's been quite a long time since I've seen Ricochet live as well. Like EC three. EC3, the last time I saw him like perform live was 2011, when Dave and I went to SmackDown and NXT, like when it was like the NXT that aired, like the competition NXT, when he was mm-hmm. Derek Bateman. Almost the same thing for Ricochet. The last time I saw him was, I think, 2012, when we were down in Mania. Yeah. 
when he was at the uh, the Dragon Gate show. Yeah. And Adam Cole, I don't think I've ever seen wrestle. I think I've seen him. Maybe, maybe I have. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, next match uh, might be my second favorite match of the night, which was for the NXT Women's Championship. Why? Because Kyrie you're just Sane. a fan of the music. I I have no idea, dude. I, that song was stuck in my head. I got it. Did you see the drawing that Tater? That, yeah, <laughs> that is a pretty awesome. sick drawing. And it's kind yeah. of funny that you just said that about the music because I paused real quick because I saw that they were showing Deanna Perazzo's debut on NXT, and her theme song. Oh, yeah, that's sick. happening right now. Yeah, it's happening right now. Her theme song sounds sick. I really like it, but but yeah, no, we have a new cast, NXT yeah. Women's Champion, Kyrie Sane. I I loved this finish yeah i i I agree i love the finish of ricochet versus cole but in this match the ending was phenomenal as well um it it was where she went she went up to the top rope to hit the 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 elbow drop and basler reversed it and then jumped it into the the choke yeah and then she reversed it into the pin yeah from the right when she locked in that choke you thought Okay, there it is. But she rolled through and got her shoulders down for the pinfall while she was still being choked, pretty much. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. It that it was. And like you could see, like it, it stinks because like you could see. I could see Shayna Baszler coming up to the main roster soon. Maybe after the the blow off for the their rematch at Evolution or whatever it's going to be to you know help with Ronda Rousey's hype team or whatnot. But yeah, I think she's really I coming seen... to a full competitor. She really has her gimmick. Stop cutting me off. Uh, she really has her gimmick like locked in. She's a good worker. She knows her strengths. She knows her weaknesses, and it's it's great. You know, when you train with Billy Robinson, you learn a thing or two, right? I think uh, Kyrie Sane is two and is it two and one on Baszler? Yes, I think so. Yeah, that. Um, and I, I think Shayna may stick around on NXT a little bit longer, but I think as they get closer to promoting, whenever they start promoting the four horse woman versus four horse woman, Which that's is when hopefully they're gonna, next November. Yeah, I feel like that's when they're going to start. You don't think it's going to be sooner? I hope it's just a Survivor Series thing. But, but next, she, but next Survivor Series, not this one. Yeah, no, not this year. There's no okay. way the other two are ready for main roster. That's I don't even think Baszler's ready for main roster. I, I agree. I. But I, I but that match was definitely her best match in WWE so far. Yeah, agreed. I agree. In my opinion, at least. Yeah. Next up, you had the main event of the evening NXT title on the line in a last man standing match. Tommaso Ciampa picked up the victory over Johnny Gargano, successfully defending his championship. What a match. Yeah. It's like, I, you know, and I said it last week, too. I'm like, this Johnny Gargano should win and should be the end of it. Am I mad about the ending of this match? No, because it keeps this because the, the way it ended was perfect johnny screwed johnny yeah it's true he tried he went <laughs> a little bit too far he could have just he, he had the match won but he had to go that extra inch and that extra inch is what costed it cost him the match and i love the fact that champa as the clock as the time is ticking ticking up he just rolls off of the stage and lands on his feet i thought it was genius it's kind That's- of like I, I was gonna I, say, that's why I say Johnny screwed Johnny. Yeah, it's one of those, he was the one that cuffed him. Yeah, it's one of those things I, I always thought, why doesn't someone just do that to break up a count? You just roll and land on your feet. 
And that's what he did, and it worked out perfectly. I but, think that the ending was a little bit awkward, uh, because but I think that was the referee's fault. There was something if you rewatch it, there was something wrong with the timing of that of the end, with the counting and the roll and that entire thing because you had Gargano kind of delaying it and everything like that, and it seemed like something was off. I think it was because the referee didn't start counting yet. And they had to wait for the referee to start counting in order to go for it. So this is basically a feud that revolved around one major thing. That was a crutch. And it was yeah. used brilliantly yeah. in this match. It was. It was used, yeah. like, especially with, he thought he was at, t- he thought he was at two. He thought he was at ten. Nope. Crutch comes into play. I thought the, the table spot was good. <laughs> The table it, spot was good. The commentating table spot was good. Mauro Nalas calling this match was good. I got I got worried when uh, Gargano kicked the crutch into the crowd. I was just like, oh, no, please, no. Like, I don't know if it hit a fan or anything. Brandon, it's, it's did you funny. get a catch? Or... I, didn't, I didn't see anything with the crutch, but it's funny you mentioned that because during Ricochet and Adam Cole, um, Adam Cole sent Ricochet where he almost kicked, like, somebody in the in – the, front row and i texted dave i was like oh my god that could have like seriously gone wrong or whatever and dave's like i missed it and i was like dude ricochet almost hit a friend a fan in the front row <laughs> come to find out it was Britt baker who almost took a kick to the face oh yeah that was in the rick shab <laughs> cole match too or yeah 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 relationship goals right there yeah right oh, <laughs> but yeah champa gargano uh, honestly, I would not mind seeing another match. I know you guys probably wouldn't want to see another one, but I'm, and there really doesn't have to be another one. But it, it left with uh, with Champa with Gargano being helped up, being placed on the the entranceway, and Champa came out from behind and just like. I think I want to. I think I want to break from their feud a little bit, but I also want to see Johnny Gargano break. Like, I, I thought that his breaking point was going to be heading into this match. But I also think that now that he lost, now he can really mentally break. Because you see Candice LeRae, she's constantly tweeting out there saying that she cares for Johnny. And he's so focused on this. And he's not himself and this and that. And I just, I think that this is going to be that last, that la- like, like that last breaking point for Johnny Gargano. And I hope to see him crack a little bit. Oh, by the way, let's talk about how incredible his uh, ring attire was. He had the best ring attire of the weekend. Who? Johnny Gargano. Why? I should say second big best. New Day had number one. Um, well, I, I, I would go Velveteen Dream over number one. I, I'm no, man. He, mark, out, mark out moment of the week. Solid mark out moment of the week for me is Bailey and Sasha with the number one gear. So it. we're all different on 100, the gears. 100% Sasha and Bailey. Why? What was their gear? I didn't even see that. They had a mashup of their TakeOver 1 Brooklyn gear. Oh, I didn't even uh, notice that. I was like, oh my god, they have a mashup. I don't know. No, I loved it because, great. like, so if you, if you weren't paying attention to it, it was like Spider-Man-esque trunks, and then yeah. you saw the symbiote kind of taking it over, and his symbol was, like, the Venom. Oh, yeah, I did It was not Venom, and you saw it, like, taking it, slowly taking over, which I, and it was like, it was it works so well with the storyline and everything like that because, you know, Johnny's starting to kind of crack and this evilness is starting to take him over. Like, I went nuts over it. I was sitting there did, did watching it marking the heck out. I did notice it, and I did I did like it because I noticed the black – like, I'm a big fan of black and red. So I took notice of his Wolf knee pads and stuff like that. What's that? 
Wolfpack over here. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. So I, I liked, I liked that this feud, whether or not it's the end, I don't know, but I like how it started on the entrance ramp and ended perhaps on the entrance ramp. Yeah, in that area. I, I still love Champa's entrance. I love his no, no uh, music or anything like that. Just, just waves of booze. So when, when when the pay per view ended and like the last shot was Champa looking at Gargano. Everyone thought everyone was like yelling Adam Cole. They thought for sure Adam Cole was about to run out. I was like, well, I don't, I don't know about that. And it didn't happen. But I did like that he came out because you were like, oh, is he going to attack him again, or what's going to happen? Is he going to help pick him up? And he just stood there on the ramp. Yeah, they did that. I, I think they did it like two or three times. Yeah, I thought it was even cool. though it was like off air. I think at one point maybe, uh-huh. maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah so, that was the NXT TakeOver, solid TakeOver. I'll definitely watch it again. So so it's like, yeah, please, Triple H, I know you're not listening to this. Please release these on DVD. I, I would 100% be – no, they don't release TakeOvers. Do they do anything on DVD anymore? Yeah, they do the pay-per-views still. And okay. then they have, like, documentaries here and there and stuff and, like, special other documentaries. I mean, other DVDs, like, compilation, match compilations. But I would 100% buy every single TakeOver that I've been to. Yeah, I but like, but like you watch an event like this and it's like, that's why it's hard to choose between that and G1. Yeah, I, I, I could understand that. But that's enough of NXT and it's time to take a break and we will be no, no, right is it Lawrence? No, we're going why? to uh, SummerSlam. Oh, we're going to do that now. That okay. also took place at Barclays Center. Supposed it sold out 16169. Yeah, six one nine, and you had a uh, no. a, a jam packed uh, pre show, or because he had three matches on it. Uh, B team defeated the revival, which uh, I expected. I, I did. Was old. that always their theme song? It was. I, I we spoke about it a few weeks ago. That I yeah, that's, that. I I didn't listen to it. Like I mean, I probably never heard it, but I was just going along with the conversation. But I dig it. I mean, it gets the crowd really be supportive of them and everything I, like that. I, I downloaded it. Oh, you would. I, I went looking for new things, and it wasn't even up there. And I was like, "How is this not on there?" And then it like just happened to. I, I typed in B team. That's how I found it. I typed in B team, and it was there. I was like, "What? I don't understand." I'm typing in CFO money. It's not here. Mm-hmm. For CFOs. I have still to this day I have no idea how you pronounce. Back in the day, a guy used to be named Jim Johnson. Who was he? He would he would do the theme songs. Nowadays, you guys got a symbol in your name. I have no idea how to pronounce your name. Everybody, all these rappers have symbols and everything. I don't know how to pronounce your name anymore. Yeah, sure, last thing. So, but yeah, yeah. I have to say uh, WWE did, a, uh, or Barclays did a, a better job at getting people in because people actually saw the first match. That's yeah. good to hear. Of, of yeah, how Almas, was... Almas and Vega versus Lana and Rusev. That too, yeah. Imagine that, enti- that entire process was a lot easier compared to the past. Oh, dude, Getting into uh, NXT TakeOver was miles, miles different than last year. Okay, good. What, Even what is... more so than the year before that. All right, good. Happy to hear. Yeah. Something yeah, also so, happy so... to hear was Cedric Alexander picked up the victory over Dude, Drew Gulak. Why don't you let to, us uh... talk about these matches? What do you want to talk about? Yeah, I, I don't, don't really want to talk about these matches. I'd rather talk about the main oh. card stuff. I mean, we all predicted Drew Gulak to win, and he didn't win. Cedric Alexander won. What's Dude, in, what's that in? match was – honestly – let me look at the card really quick. 
No, you should be. You have these things up. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. One of the best matches of the night was Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak. A hundred percent. One of the best matches. That match was was fantastic. Almost dropped to Bob Backlund. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It was right. honestly, if you guys did not watch that match, if anybody listening to this didn't watch that match, go watch that match. Okay. Yeah. It's such a good match. So yeah. Well, let's talk about the main card, SummerSlam. Kicking off with the icy title on the line, Seth Rollins with Dean Ambrose picking up the victory over Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre. We got a title change. Yeah. Hey, should I not get a little credit here for for saying this would be the the opening match? No, you don't deserve it. No, because I agreed with you. Yeah, but you said I could see a match like this being, and I was like, no, I think this is going to open it. Predictable. No, no, you didn't, you didn't predict. But there was a dirty deeds done to McIntyre on the outside of the ring, causing a distraction for a curb stomp to Ziggler on the inside of the ring, and Seth Rollins picked up the victory. I was so disappointed. I Why? didn't want to see Dial Ziggler lose the title. Well, from what I was seeing over the, like the weekend and stuff like that, there was reports coming out saying that allegedly, like Dolph Ziggler said, like, "Oh, you got to see what happens with me on Sunday and Monday, and you'll figure out what my uh, contract is like." So maybe we won't see Dolph Ziggler Ooh. for a while. I liked, uh, well, not that I liked it, but Seth Rollins' uh, attire was uh, Thanos-themed. That's what yeah, it was. That was, was pretty like, cool. It looked interesting. So. Where I guess his, his leg was the gauntlet. Uh, yeah, I guess, I, I assume because he could, like, with one super kick, he could end everything, is what I would have. Or with one curb stomp. stomp. Or curb stomp, yeah. yeah. That's, that's how I would take it. Uh, but that attire was tripping me out. Why, because the two legs were it, different? Because it looked like he was limping because they were two different colors, I, I just that's just what it looked like to me. But yeah, but yeah, it was a it was a good match. Yeah, absolutely. Next up was I don't have it in order. I just have it in order. It here. was for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. New Day, Big E Langston, or sorry, Big E and Xavier Plus. Woods <laughs> defeated the Bludgeon Brothers via disqualification. Yeah, so I mean, they what they they used the hammer. Yeah, yeah. The hammer, the hammer went down at the end. I really I, New Day's trunks. Do you, did you know what those were for? I had not one clue. Every uh, every person in the New Day represented another person from Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, <laughs> so like oh, Kofi was Sonic, Sonic um, Biggie was Knuckles, and then Xavier Woods was Tails, and I'm a big Sonic mark, so I went nuts for that. <laughs> I did not pick. Maybe I how did, did pick you, up on it. How did you get that? Um, Xavier Woods posted it on his uh, Instagram. Oh. Because like, oh. I, I'm, I'm, I was like looking at the, the tights and I was like, they don't match. I don't I really. Know, that's what I said. And then, I, then I, he, he posted the pictures and I looked closely and I was like, that's incredible. Love it. Hmm. But this match I love too. I, I still think uh, Sasha and Bailey win it for me. Uh, not between dreams. <laughs> but next up you had Braun Strowman. What do, what do you care if he gets called up by Vince McMahon? I care a ton. See, I'm emotionally attached to to my favorite attire. All right, so anyway, Braun Strowman. <laughs> first takeover. Braun Strowman, quick easy match. Took a, Dude, uh, that Kevin was, Owens. What? That was disappointing. No, I thought it was great. Yeah. Braun, you know what? In the grand scheme of like the way they had to plan out, like they gave the matches that needed a lot of time, a lot of time. This was just you know something that needed to get thrown in there. You know, there was a good story, no, I, I, but you need, you need a Braun Strowman to be that massive heel, massive, uh, you know, get that guy, squash, guy. essentially. That's what I meant. I thought, I thought the match was good, 
but I, I was just disappointed in the fact that, like, they didn't really tease. Like, the, at one point, uh, Strowman and, and I think Owens were outside of the ring. You could have had commentary sort of teasing the fact that, oh, by the way, Braun Strowman could lose the contract right now because he's outside of the ring. Yeah. Yeah. They I'm, didn't, like, they didn't, like... I thought that that was going to happen. I thought that it, there was going to be a tease of Countout and stuff. Yeah, they didn't really do that, but... And I was disappointed, ultimately, because Kevin Owens... Dude, his attire was awesome, too. Yeah, the K on the bank? Like the Yeah, like the, the Money in the Bank logo, but Kevin Owens, that was cool. But, uh... Yeah, I, like, yeah, I, I pulled for Kevin Owens, and Braun Strowman's still the champion. Yeah, if, next if, up you had... Yeah. Next up, you had the women's title on the line, SmackDown women's title, that is. Charlotte Flair picked up the victory over Becky Lynch and Carmella. Fantastic match. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm very disappointed that Charlotte's the women's champion again. Mm -hmm. But the bigger picture out of it was at the end where Bailey uh, turned, uh, not Bailey, Becky, quote-unquote turned heel, even though everybody was behind her. We get another (laughs) You Deserve It chant at the end of it, and she uh, walks out. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I was like, I was so happy when the fans were like, a hundred percent behind Becky. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I think she was dressed like Arrow. Who? Maybe Becky. But maybe I'm not. Happy. But I, I thought because of her entrance gear. I'm happy that they took my idea, but it was kind of a predictable idea. But... It's just, it's so disappointing that Becky didn't walk out as champion or Carmella. Yeah, I agree with you on like, that. Like, literally the only person who didn't need the title won it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. For what reason? Maybe to, to push the uh, 2K game? I have no idea. Hmm. Maybe. Next up, you had the title match, some WWE title match. Samoa Joe picking up the victory over AJ Styles. This was an awesome uh, match. GQ. This was an awesome match. I really like this match a lot. And it was funny, too, because when we were talking last week on the show, they're like, you know, they didn't do enough to build this match. Now yeah. there's now this match kind of set up the legs for the storyline going forward because you saw the end with Samoa Joe saying, oh, hey, guess what? I'm going to call you. You're going to call me daddy. AJ Styles freaking out. Oh, my God. Moment through the barricade. And then AJ Styles walking off with his daughter who just kept saying, daddy, you're bleeding. Daddy, yeah. you're bleeding. Which, yeah, that was... That, that kid, was like, yeah, that kid is well trained. I was gonna say uh, that that's like a complete beyond the mat moment right there. Yeah, where it's I, like, no, yeah. no, like I'm fine. Joe is my friend. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I'm with Foley and Rock. But dude, that it had to have sucked for AJ's wife. She stood that whole match. That was 20, 20, 20 plus minutes, I think. Yeah. Uh, to be exact. It was actually 22 minutes and 44 seconds. Imagine having to stand there and holding a little child for 20 minutes. Uh, I do it all the time. What are you? Where, <laughs> where are you standing though? Where, where, where are you standing that for 20 minutes? All over the place. That's got to suck. Yeah, it's all right. I couldn't even carry Zack Ryder's championship. <laughs> yeah, I know you can't. You weak mark. <laughs> yeah. All my strength are is in my legs. Yeah, but I mean, uh, this, it's true. I, He's a beast when it comes to leg press. Yeah, but this set up the this set up the thing going forward. So yeah, what was my record? Was like five thousand pounds, something like that. Five <laughs> six. You're pretty sick with it. What is that? A phone? Yeah, calling upstairs real quick. Ma, are you really? the love. <laughs> are you really <laughs> calling? What's that? Are you really making a phone call? Yeah, I didn't think that you would be able to hear it, but I actually tapped speaker. 
So I guess you were would be able to hear that one. Oh, yeah. So uh, I think – I don't know if you guys will agree, but I would maybe say the match of the night, Miz defeating Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I liked it. As I said, this is the match I was looking forward to the entire thing. It was real weird. We've been talking a lot about, uh, you know, everybody's attire over the weekend, but it was real weird seeing Daniel Bryan not in, you know, a, Yo, a dark red. Hell yeah. Real hell strange. yeah. That was like like the last time that happened probably was 2010. Uh, but it was the Seattle Maybe. Seahawks, so if you didn't know, Brandon. Oh, no, I, I got it right away. Okay, cool. But but I think he had like one attire back in like the old NXT days or whatever. It was like white and black. It was like a tree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It yeah. was like a weird off. It made a video game, I believe. But but yeah, I think it's been a long time since we've seen Daniel Bryan with like the black and red. But um, so, yeah. No, this match was awesome. I loved it. it black and red with, all the way. With, with Maurice handing him uh, whoa, what did he, she even it was hand definitely him? Brass yeah, blast, blast, yeah, blast. It, yeah. It was a brass knucks deal. Yeah, but this, the, but this like, again, this is another match that was an awesome match that now keeps the storyline going. When this match ended, I was like, "Please send it to Mania." I don't think it's going to Mania, but it's going as we know it's going to Super Showdown. It's no, not Super Showdown. Yeah, it is. I thought that was for Hell in a Cell. No, there's two matches for the storyline. Oh, wait, oh. which is for, wait, Super Showdown is what? Miz versus Brian. Yeah, Singles. and the winner gets okay. a WWE, yeah. WWE right, championship. Right, and then Hell in a Cell. Okay. What's How's Super it? Showdown? The uh, Australian oh. gimmick. Okay. That's place on the Saturday during Comic-Con. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, uh, next up, you had Finn Balor pick up the, well, Finn Balor, but you had the Demon picking up the victory over Daniel Bryan. Yeah, over we did. Aaron Corbin, you mark. Oh, uh, yeah, I switched <laughs> over, over. Constable Corbin, which, by the way, this match was 100% bathroom break material but until the demons. The demon arrived. Yeah, which I thought was, I don't think anybody was expecting the demon. Nobody. No How one. could you possibly be expecting that? And it's kind of funny because it was. Because well, was, I think there, that there, it was, there was such a there was such a period of time where it's like, oh, there's a pay per view. We're gonna get the demons. Up, oh, there's a pay per view. We're gonna get the demon. Since Finn Balor has come back since his whole you know shoulder thing, we haven't seen the demon once. I, well, the but last I think, time I think was was last SummerSlam. Yeah, but I think that's a cool thing that like we didn't even predict. I mean, we should have. We really should have. Because they've been, <laughs> Why? They've been, that's... Well, because they've been playing about Finn Balor being the little man and stuff like that. So uh-huh. why not dig deep into what he has inside of him to that demon character? Um, and, awesome, awesome paint, too. Yeah, we, we should have seen it coming, but we didn't. And I love the fact that they got us so accustomed to not thinking of the demon appearing at SummerSlam. Dude, it went from nobody caring to a this is awesome chant. Yeah. Yeah. Just a so. little paint. Just a little paint. Which the next match, so, I don't think I don't think they should have done back to back face paint matches. I was about to say Brandon loved the fact that you had <laughs> face paint. Dude, it was it was really cool. Um, Balor posted a picture. I'm okay, Jeff Hardy, Hardy. Yeah, I thought it was a really cool picture. I wish Jeff's eyes were closed, but <laughs> I thought it was yeah. a really cool. Here's the picture if you didn't see it, Dave. Oh, I saw it. Well, I said Dave. That's that's pretty cool. I like that. I wonder if that was going to be like some of the face paint that we were supposed to have seen when he was facing Bray. Maybe. I don't know. It kind of looks similar, but it's like the red instead of the orange. Yeah. It is pretty sick. 
Yeah, so Dude. that was cool. Such uh, a Nakamura got the win on that one, expected by me and Brandon. Yeah. Next up, you had WWE Raw Women's Title on the line. Ronda Rousey alongside Natalia at ringside. With, the victory for Alexa Bliss with Jim the Anvil Nine Hearts jacket on, which was I thought was dope. Yeah. And very, uh, very well done. Also, the the Bellas were sitting ringside randomly. Yeah. No, because they were interviewed earlier in the night. They're like, we're yeah, here to watch Ronda Rousey. Randomly. Blah blah blah. No one. Yeah. Can. Made no sense. Unless, of course, there's the rumored match of them building. Rousey versus Nikki for for evolution. Okay. So let's see. Yeah. I thought the match was good. Dude, this honestly I did not I thought this match was terrible. Really? Yeah, I I kind of It was so hokey. Like Rousey was doing stuff. She goes, Hey, are you guys ready for this? I said, are you ready for this? And it's like, <laughs> what? And she kept doing that over and over again. I was embarrassed watching this match. Why? I swear to God. I, it just, I, when she's sitting there talking like that, oh, do you guys want to see an arm bar? Sure, you guys want to see <laughs> an arm that, bar. <laughs> that was Who so wants to see to a suplex? Dude, that was, I thought this match was poor. Very, very poor. Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, like, uh, she had the greatest match of WrestleMania. This was probably for me the worst match of SummerSlam. Nah, I don't know about that. Not I, not because of I, Alexa Bliss or anything. No, look at the other matches. Objective, Brandon. I agree with him. I agree. Right. I think that it I, was. Uh, I mean, I get it because you don't want Ronda Rousey to give up too much offense to Alexa Bliss because of it being Ronda Rousey. But still, I do love the fact that Alexa Bliss is double jointed and can make Ronda Rousey put could put her over <laughs> too well. Yeah. Sorry. But, like, yeah, this was a super weird match for me. Yeah. All right. This was just a weird match. And the main event was also weird for me. Why? Marvin Reigns won. No, Dave, you predicted that, right? I'm so pumped about this. Brock Lesnar's going to be off TV. I'm fine with him winning. It was just a very odd match. Why? Explain why. Please. I... I honestly I can't explain why it was just I don't know it was just a I I, I don't know I, there's something about it that was just super off and weird to me. You had Strowman out there, who who did say like I'm not going to, um, just randomly cash in. I'm going to cash in, in front of your face, and you're gonna know it. It's mm-hmm. not gonna be a surprise. So he came out before the match, I think, or during the match, and um. Watch the match. I think it was it was definitely before the match then, right? No, he came out during the match, and that's kind of what caused the distraction uh, initially. Because actually, no, it didn't. Was no, it was, it was before the match. He came out. I thought. I think he he came out during the match, but it didn't really do that much. It was just oh, Suplex City after that. Maybe he came out before the match, but regardless, that's one. No, then. For, com slash market out. Yep. There was yeah, Suplex so, City, but what did you guys think about Brock Lesnar attacking Braun Strowman with the F5, the briefcase, well, the chairs, before, all of that? Wait, attacking who? Who? Uh, Braun. Yeah, well, before that, though, like Brock Lesnar reversed the spear by throwing Roman Reigns through the ropes, basically, into Strowman. I think Michael Cole called it a suicide dive, but to me, it just like he was reversing a spear. So it's a spear. 
And then that's when Brock went outside and hit him with the F five. So I, I thought it was I thought that was fine. Brock throwing that briefcase, dude. I always get so nervous when he's throwing stuff. Like what that time he threw a car door into the crowd and it hit somebody. Oh yeah. Well, don't have to worry about that because Brock Lesnar is not going to be on our TV anymore. All right, I'm throwing <laughs> stuff all over. I'm popping bottles, and the Universal Title is back. And it's wonderful. Matt Hardy had a great tweet about it. I forget what it was though, but I don't know. I still ho- I still wish that Brock Lesnar picked up the victory, but I mean, it is what it is. Which, by the way, Matt Hardy, I believe, is uh, shadowing agents to maybe become a road agent. Yeah, you said that. he might be actually retired. Yeah. yeah. So, and also, oh. Jason, Jason Jordan might be retired, too, because of his neck. That stinks. What, neck. what did you guys – did you – I may have missed uh, may have missed it, but did you like uh, Braun selling Lesnar so much? Like, did you like that entire attack and stuff like that where it kind of took Braun out of the equation, period? Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, I'm, I'm fine with uh, it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't but know. I, I, like I, Dave, I mean, I'm, I'm indifferent. I just, To me, again, Rousey's match and Reigns' match. The two, by the way, the two people, aside from the hashtag SummerSlam, have their own hashtags. Uh, just a super weird match. Overall, SummerSlam, I thought was good. Really yeah, I thought good. it was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely. Well, I saw people complain about it. I don't know why they complain. No, it's not much to complain about it. I thought it was a really good pay per view. Yeah. So, all right, now that is all the SummerSlam talk, and we will continue with some more sports entertainment. But let's take a break, and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Gargano just sent Champa into our broadcast location. Johnny Gargano. Oh, wow, Project Champa. And we are back on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Let's get into Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Uh, which kicked off with the new, cha- new Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. Still getting a bad reaction. But there were there were some people cheering. Yeah, I, I, would, I would be cheering. I think, I think there were more people cheering than we have seen in the past. Yeah, well, because they're excited that now the Universal title is back on Raw. I like during uh, the match at SummerSlam, the people started chanting, you both suck. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm becoming a, a supporter of Roman Reigns. I mean, I've never not been a supporter, but I've not been, like, too much of a supporter. But I don't know. I'm fine with this right now. But this promo, good solid promo to open up Raw. Yeah, he said he's a fighting champion and he's going to give, he's going to give somebody a uh, chance that never really had a an opportunity who won the title in Brooklyn, that being Finn Balor. Yeah. He's Absolutely. Defend so main, that your main event of Raw was set. It's going to be although not really fully set at that moment because Constable Corbin came out tried to veto it. And yeah. then Kurt Angle came out and goes, "By the way, you're not facing you're not facing Finn Balor." You're going to be having a match against Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Ooh, by the way, completely forgot he wasn't booked on. Uh, on yeah, I thought you wanted to come out against like uh, Elias, but we didn't even talk about the Elias thing <laughs> like, that yeah, happened. We didn't speak about. Yeah, he yeah, was playing guitar and broke, broke. broke his guitar. I the thought end. that was so funny. That was such a funny bit. Next, so Bobby Lashley picked up the victory over Baron Corbin, um, but like, why? Yeah, it did yeah. what it did what it needed to do. <laughs> Like, what what did it need to do it, though? It, like what did it do? Yeah, keep, kept both those those guys on TV. 
Uh, yeah, they've, they've been trying. They've been trying slowly but surely to keep Bobby Lashley as his like big heel. No, uh, big face. Sorry. Face, face, face. Yes, yeah, face, face, face. Um, so did that. Uh, up next, we had Paul Heyman um, trying to get Brock Lesnar his rematch for the title, and Kurt Angle said, "I believe he said something like, we get to pick when it is.'" So it's not going to be at Hell in a Cell like Paul Heyman tried to get it to be at. It's going to be never. Um, which, I, but it's, I mean, potentially could be Royal Rumble. It will probably be after, still, the, it's probably going to be after his UFC fight. Which is and, Royal Rumble. Yeah, and I, it's well, probably I mean, going to be, it's probably going to be dependent on whether or not he wins or loses. We, we don't, we don't actually know when his fight is though, right? I, I, I just think, assume no, I it's think it's January. definitely. I think it's November, his fight. It, it can't be November. He's suspended still until January. Is he? I yeah. thought he was fighting in November. No, because November is the garden, and he's not booked for that. Oh, I thought that was the one that he was going to be fighting on. No, he's still suspended. All right, well, I think that they're going to hold off with his title until his actual fight, and then if he wins, it's going to be the pay-per-view following, and if he loses, it's going to be postponed even further. But next up, you had... The six-man tag team match, six-woman woman tag team match, the Riot Squad picked up the victory over Bailey, Ember Moon, and Sasha Banks. I thought it was good. I like that Riot picked up the victory here. I agree with you. Also, it was happy. a very, very well-done match. Yeah. And again, those attires marked out for it big time. Those attires now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm like I'm emotionally attached to NXT Takeover from 2015 from Brooklyn One, because I think that was might be one of the best matches I've ever seen live. Well, there you have it. There you have it. Um, next up, next, had... super weird, super weird. Yeah, Triple H came out to uh, hype up the Australia show. Super uh, showdown in front of eighty thousand people at Melbourne, Australia. With his match against The Undertaker. Um, and, like, his promo was, like, as if he forgot that both of them were booked for WrestleMania as well as the greatest Royal Rumble. Of all time. He's like, you know, the end of an era happened at WrestleMania 28. We we both stopped wrestling. It's like, well, he didn't actually say that, but it's like, like, the end of an era, like, you your error continued because you still wrestled and your error continued because well Undertaker still wrestles yeah and it's like I don't I, maybe I, of them as active wrestlers and not going, coming for spots no no because back in 2000 in 2012 Taker was still just doing that that yearly spot I believed maybe not maybe I, I don't I don't really I thought the WrestleMania 28 that we saw was a proper ending to, to yeah. that. I don't, think, I don't think they needed this. No, but it's kind of annoying, but it's also one of those things where they're trying to cash in as yeah. much as possible with these overseas events. Yeah, like and, I mean, like like Chris said, they have the Miz versus Daniel Bryan. They also announced uh, John Cena teaming with. Um, oh, who's he teaming with? I don't know. I uh, forgot oh, too. right, he's teaming with Lashley. To take on uh, to take on Elias and Kevin and Owens. He's coming with a new move. Yeah, the whatever he said. In yeah, I yeah. think I think I do understand because it's like these places have never seen these superstars before. So bring in the Undertaker. Never seen it. They go to Australia. Undertaker's been to Australia. 
how often? I mean, I mean, not times. probably not recently, but still. Oh, I don't mind the fact that Undertaker is like working the show, but the match itself, there's no need for it. Yeah, I know. Because I think of their matches together, I think WrestleMania 28 was a really good match. Yeah. WrestleMania 27 was not for me. I don't think that was a good match. Uh, well, Dean Ambrose picked up the victory over Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Dude, Ziggler, Ambrose. awesome yeah. dropkick. That, Dude, that, that, was, that was spot on. That was such a good dropkick. I agree then, with you. And the, the end sequence of this was really good, too. Where, uh, well, first of all, Rollins and McIntyre brawled ringside. But at one point, Dolph Ziggler went to hit the super kick, and Dean Ambrose, like, held it to reverse it and spun him around. And as he spun him around, Seth Rollins cut into the ring through that and dove onto the outside, onto McIntyre. And Ziggler from then went to hit that, like, the pop-up DDT that he hits. And Kevin Owens landed that with the dirty deeds to win. Yeah. That was like the perfect, like, in WWE 2K terms, perfect catching finisher. I thought it was really good. Um, Something I thought was perfect was his next segment where Elias was on the mic and everything, and then Kurt Hawkins came out issuing a challenge. And then, of course, Elias picked up the victory over Kurt Hawkins. Great segment. Yeah. Dude, completely out of left field. And the fans were going nuts for this. Yeah, I actually, I questioned whether or not Hawkins was about to get his first victory. I, I, at some points during this match, I was like, oh my God, Hawkins is about to win. And I like that Hawkins kept on going for a pinfall. It was like one after the other after the other once they started the match. I, I really like that. They, like, yeah, that's like what I said like a few weeks ago with like Mojo. Mm-hmm. How, like, maybe there are people out there who are like, oh, my God, Mojo. It's, like, ra- super, super random. Well, Kurt I Hawkins think, appears. Yeah, I think I mean, and, and where Hawkins, everyone's freaking out. Well, Kurt Hawkins is pretty much becoming, like, a one, two, three kid gimmick right now. Where he's going to pick up that for that victory and the crowd's going to go crazy for him. It, it's Just like, like they, one, two, three kid when he picked up the victory over Razor Ramon and nobody, like. Oh, great was, match. Oh, Yeah. Back yeah. when they they had it with uh, around WrestleMania time with like teasing Braun Strowman tag Braun Strowman's tag team partner, yeah, it's like it was a little bit like over then, with Hawkins being like, oh, like hey, I'm free, I want to be your partner, pick me, Braun, but like that crowd in Brooklyn to pop that huge for Kurt Hawkins, it was, was awesome, awesome, yeah, it really was. Next uh, up. Next- up we had the authors of pain take on titus worldwide don't go down with wide (laughs) worldwide yeah so out of this segment i hope they're not planning to split them up because they had a backstage segment before the match with uh dana going over the match with cruz and it kind of seemed like they just didn't care that titus was like titus work walked over and he goes, oh, what are you guys doing? And, like, they were like, oh, well. And, like, it looked like they were trying to, like, brush him off. It was, like, a weird segment. So I just – I hope that's not, like, a seed plant for a split. I don't think so. But, I, dude, Apollo Crews in this match, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. The, He's I always forget fantastic. What move he hit it. He hit whatever move and then hit that uh, – the, the shooting star, the standing shooting star press. 
Yeah. And yeah, you're you're right. He is always fantastic. He always is always fantastic. Don't, don't Up next, on him. very weird segment for me. Stephen McMahon had all the women from the Raw roster as well as the Bella Twins again. Uh, standing ringside so Stephanie McMahon could present Ronda Rousey with the Women's Championship. And Ronda Rousey gets in the ring and she's basically saying that she's like, oh, why do you put them around the ringside area? Like, is it to make you above them? Is it to put me above them? That's not the case. I want all these women to step up and be on the apron for this. And then Stephanie's like, oh, but Ronda Rousey... You want to hurt them. You want to break all of their arms. And Rousey's like, well, only if they deserve it. And then, yeah. then she put uh, Stephanie Van in the yeah. arm bar. And okay, <laughs> now this I don't understand. Every single person around that ring just stood was, there watching. Like, no, yeah, no I, hey, I'm going to help out because this is Stephanie McMahon and, well, she is one of the the heads of the WWE, so I should probably help her uh, and stop Rousey from breaking her arm. No, I'm just going to stand on the apron and and act in shock and awe and hope that she doesn't break her arm. But she'll, she'll she got it. Then it turned into um, it, it like it turned into the heels and faces where like the heels went after to check on Stephanie McMahon. And the faces went on to check on, or not check on, but like yeah, celebrate with Rousey. But I, I didn't understand why any of the heels uh, tried to separate that. I just didn't understand the segment in general. But it's, it's like weird because you, you hear the rumors of Nikki Bella versus Rousey for the evolution. And it's like they just so happened to be ringside, the Bellas. I thought for sure that Nikki was going to get in the ring and just like smash Rousey in the face with yeah. an elbow or something, but that didn't happen. And then, so maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's Stephanie and Rousey. I, yeah, maybe it, it was just very, very, a very, 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 very confusing segment. I agree. I, I had, I couldn't, I can't compute. <laughs> well, something that I can definitely compute, and I'm sure you can as well. Scott Dawson picked up the victory over Bo Dallas, and then Dash Wilder picked up the victory over Curtis Axel. Dude, Dawson hit the rampage. He did. And then uh, and Dash Wilder hit the, the gory bomb to win that. And I'm happy that Revival went 2-0. and uh, Yeah, and then Bo Dallas got on the mic and we're like, oh, we're still tag team champions. You couldn't beat us in singles. I mean, you, you couldn't beat us in tag team competition. And so that's what mattered. Maybe they'll, they'll yeah, beat them so. next week in a non-title match. Then they'll get a match at whatever big events coming up there's like 18 of them it would i guess it would be hell in a cell yeah unless they want to take it to australia which i don't see that happening because we have september nah well main event of the evening universal title on the line Roman oh, wait, wait, before that before that stephanie mcmahon uh backstage they were all talking and she made kurt angle go on vacation leave yeah and, and now baron, baron corbin, corbin is now the acting manager of monday night raw so, like, how do you go from Constable Corbin to, <laughs> which was also a funny segment during, the, I believe it was the kickoff show for SummerSlam. It was, uh, I think, it might have been Angle, Page, and and Drake Maverick backstage, and Corbin walked in. They're like, they were like, shouldn't you be like preparing for your match? 
and uh, Paige and, and Drake Maverick were like, what? And Constable, like, that used to mean something in England. That means nothing now. Yeah. I thought it was a funny segment. But, yeah, so he's now the acting interim general manager. There you have it. Uh, Universal title on the line. Roman Reigns successfully defended against Finn Balor. This was awesome. Um, I enjoyed this. I thought it was a yeah. great match. Uh, after the match, it looks like Braun Strowman's going to come in and cash in his money in the bank briefcase. Well, during, during the match, he no, came he was, out. Well, he came out during the match, but afterwards he was he was going to come in and cash in. But then... Because like he said, I'm not going to do it behind your back. You're going to know when it happens. But then... Uh, yeah, the Braun Strowman is kind of RVDing it, where, well, although he didn't officially announce any matches, but... Yeah. But the Shield music hits. Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose come out. Everyone goes crazy. Triple powerbomb through a table. Send everybody home happy. Shield hands. That stuff. Kind of, kind of stinks that Finn Balor lost because of the Braun Strowman stuff, though. I mean, it, he was able... Like, he started to... I feel like that was a huge, uh, big distraction, even though he started to get some offense. But right after that, Reigns was able to hit the spear, and that was it. Um, but this shield spot was – I loved it. I like, loved it too, but it's just like, like – yeah, I think I'm like over the shield stuff though. Like I marked out for it and like people like cheered for it. Like so I guess maybe that's a way to get Roman Reigns over. But <laughs> like I w- again was super confused by it. It just – it doesn't – like it doesn't make sense. But the, maybe like the, but maybe this then leads to like a Roman Reigns heel turn because maybe he's just using them to keep his title around his waist. Because if uh, you could say if Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins weren't there, Braun Strowman would have annihilated Roman Reigns and he would have won. He won the one title last night. But now that yeah. he has his brother's backs, now he's kind of got to lean on the support system to it. So, so I was kind of I was I was quite, kind of hoping that the Wyatt family was going to show up because you had that was pretty much how they all entered with Shield versus Wyatt family. Yeah, and with the Shield coming in, getting involved, I was just like, oh wait, maybe the Wyatt family is going to come out and help Braun cash it in successfully, just for giggles of it being Brooklyn. I mean, I could only assume that's why they really had the Shield stuff involved because of Brooklyn. That's where they made their debut. No, I think they just want to get the, they just want to get the Shield over again. And so the, the, the shield would have been a big force, if not for Dean Ambrose's injury, and they would. Well, if, they, if not for Roman Reigns being sick, first of all. Oh yes, him sick. Yeah. Then Dean Ambrose's injury. And then Ambrose's injury. injury. Yeah. So. So like they're trying to catch. They're trying to catch up where they left off. Honestly, dude, the two most confusing matches from SummerSlam were Rousey and Reigns. The two most confusing segments from Raw were Rousey and Reigns. For me, yeah. I did not get it. But uh, now that they're back together, they're announced for that Australian show as well. Who are the three people? Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, and Elias. No, Elias is facing Cena hmm. with uh, Lashley and know. Kevin Owens. But what I do know about a SmackDown starting off super hot. Maybe Bray Wyatt. Maybe Bray Wyatt. Start off super hot. You have a Miz, Daniel Bryan face off. You have Maurice getting in there. And then you Dude, have Miz, Miz announced his retirement. Yeah. From facing Daniel Bryan. <laughs> that was such a good like he's got tears in his eyes. He goes, I have to 
announce my retirement from ever facing Daniel Bryan again. <laughs> it was such a good segment. Yeah, which then led to Maurice being out there too, which then led to Brie Bella returning. So now Daniel Bryan's got some fodder in his corner. He's got it's going to be, and they announced it too. It's going to be a cell. It's going to be Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus Miz and Maurice. So, I'm not going to do it. What? I said I'm next, not Max challenge. Dude, now you got to do it. Brie Bella running down and Maurice ducking out of the ring only to smash Miz in the face was awesome. Yeah. I liked it. Next match challenge. There we go. Perfect. Great way to start off the show. Then your first match, you have Jeff Hardy uh, losing to Randy Orton via disqualification because Jeff Hardy hits him with a low blow. Which, like, kind of like it was like kind of reminiscent of uh, of. No, I was gonna. Well, yes, Nakamura, but of like AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. Okay. From SummerSlam. I don't know. Because, like, Jeff just, like, snapped, just like just like AJ did. Yeah, then he swantoms Randy Orton, swanton bombs Randy Orton through a table. Which reminded me, reminded me, like, that Kofi aftermath Kingston segment. Rem- yep. 100% reminded me of Kofi Kingston, 2009, Madison yeah, Square Garden, Monday Night I'm Raw. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. November. Nice I little think. backstage uh, segment with Seamus Cesaro and also Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Yeah, where the, the club... Uh, the bar were like, "Oh, we want a we want a title match," and the club cut them off. Like, "Well, we want a title match." So then they just mutually agreed to face each other next week. Yeah. yeah. Next up, you had Peyton Royce pick up the victory over Naomi. You think this uh, is going from last week in our whole conversation? I mean, giving Peyton Royce the rub about standing up for herself. Nah, yeah. I don't think that, dude. First of all, I, if anything, I, I was really hoping that they would make some sort of a, a knock to that without saying Melcher, obviously, but make some curse sort of word, a curse word, Dave. You, we're a PG show. What? What? That's, that's a curse word now on the show. A, a, a knock? No, Melcher. Oh. I, I got to do was, more editing now. Come so on. I was like, what? So, uh, Naomi has not been on TV in quite some time. Okay. So maybe it was just like a thing for uh, that to prove I'm, I'm like, happy. oh, she's just as good as anybody else. Uh, like, screw you, Meltzer. Have she, has she always been doing the perfect plex? Um, I believe so. All right, good deal. Next up, we had she, Becky. she did that other move that was really cool. Not on SmackDown, but like she used to do like the – I guess maybe she doesn't do it anymore because Rousey kind of does a similar – Like the uh, Venus flytrap thing? No, nah, the, the – um, like the Samoan drop type of thing. Like she used to do like an angle slam sort of thing. Okay. Which is kind of like the Samoan drop, but Samoan drop. So yeah, the next segment you had Becky Lynch explaining her actions. Couldn't be any less of a heel in this segment while still being heel. And Charlotte came out. Fans were going nuts for Becky and completely booing Charlotte. But you'll see me. Yeah, but also with Brooklyn. Bubba Ray tweeted it. Bubba Ray said, is this just like Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan? It could be. I agree. Or it could be next week, but you're going to see Becky Lynch get booed out of the building and you'll see Charlotte Flair because they'll be in some other area. We know no you're way. I we, really hope that's not on. the case. You though. don't actually believe that. I, well, I'm just saying. It, it, there but is we, a possibility, know, but, 100%. But, but, but we know 
New York crowds. Yeah. We are very familiar with them, so it could be I don't know what they're going to be next week. It could be the completely opposite thing. Or they could just pump in a bunch of booze and throw the PA system. You never know. <laughs> so so this led to a giant brawl. Good. Fans were going absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy when Becky would get the upper hand. And they got uh, the, the heels pulled off Becky and the faces pulled off Charlotte. So where this is this going to lead, somewhere we'll eventually have to get it to Survivor Series where Charlotte is facing – well, Charlotte is teaming with Becky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like even the fact that Charlotte won the title at SummerSlam – that kind of derails my my WrestleMania plans. You never know. Mm-hmm. It, it, she could still lose it, obviously. But in, in the same sense, so can Rousey. So maybe it's like, or, or again, maybe it's it'll just be champion versus champion. I think that'd be kind of stupid. But I, I like to get like the most momentum out of it, like champion versus champion, main event, Rousey, Charlotte. But I still think it'd be best uh, if one of them lost the title before the Royal Rumble, so one of them could win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and and they're trying to build up Flair as like the greatest thing to hit the women's division ever. So her winning the Royal Rumble would fit just right for that. That corkscrew moonsault she did was pretty good, though. Yeah, there's some moves that she does that are good, but then it's just like. But then she does that on the pay per view and doesn't hit it. But at least at least she knows she's not always good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, no, it's like you're laughing or whatever. I've literally I've heard her say like in interviews stuff like that. Yeah. All right, can we get off of this and go to the next match? Yeah. Let's do it up. Rematch from the SummerSlam kickoff show with oh, different I results. Gonna go to, I was going to go to the backstage with Carmella. Well, we can talk about that after this. Uh, Andrade, Cien Almas, and Selena Vega lose to Rusev and Lana. So, yeah. Dude, one one now. Aiden English helping yeah. out them, uh, preventing Almas from using that chair in the match, leading to that match Machka kick. Uh, awesome. Grabbed, grabbed that chair, and it's like, oh, maybe they're not done. Very happy that they were able to pick up the victory with his assist. Yeah. Maybe they listened to us last week, my plea for them to not split them up. I hope so. But, yeah, before this, they had a backstage segment with uh, Carmella and Paige, uh, where Paige was basically making fun of the fact that Carmella was no longer champion. But she was asking for her rematch, and she said she wants it one-on-one. Paige granted it for uh, next week, but R-Truth came out of nowhere, and he goes, not so fast. I want a match, and I'm going to pin you. <laughs> I mean, he did the same bit again where he's like, I'm pinning you. Like, you've been ducking and dodging me for weeks. That I was want, hilarious. I want a title shot, and I'm going to pin you to get it. And Paige is like, Truth, that's not, buddy, that's not how it works. <laughs> She goes get he goes get out of here or she goes get out of here, and uh, yeah it was funny. So then, I, I I like the off the ca- off camera yeah. where, where Paige yelled at Arthur put her down and he's like that's what's <laughs> up. Yeah, I, I thought that it was, was a really funny segment. Uh, you saw um, the uh, a feud between AJ Styles and Samoa Joe continue. You had AJ Styles on one of those on the ramp promos and some mojo sneak from behind him grab him throw him down hit coquina clutch talk about his wife again and then he poses and goes to the backstage area so you see this going maybe this will be in a hell in a cell match mm. um i would i would i would assume so 
Yeah. AJ Styles hits the phenomenal forearm off the top of the cage. Oh, I don't know about that. Also, yeah. did Joe Joe tease the uh, what was that move that he used to do? The Coquina Clutch. No, the oh, one that he used to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did he, he tease that at SummerSlam if I remember correctly? Yes. yes. Yeah, that was a good match. It was. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good. I thought it was a, an awesome match. And people are like, "Oh, the Samoan stagnant machine." No, I think Samoa Joe's great. Yeah. You just gotta give. You just gotta put in the right things, and they haven't put him in the right storylines and stuff like that. You put him in. A, uh, you're putting him in a storyline right now with a guy that he's super familiar with, who had all the incredible matches with when they were in TNA. So hopefully they regain this chemistry and they they keep mm-hmm. this going for a little bit. Which that you mentioned that WWE Championship match got a TNA chant during that. Yeah. Nah. Which I mean, it's fine. Fans, fans know where they came from. Fans know where the matches took place. Yes, smart nothing, New nothing York wrestling that. fans know where that match took place. Anyway, main let's... event of SmackDown: WWE Tag Team Championships were on the line in a no disqualification match. At this point, we already knew Eric Rowan was injured, but like they didn't announce it until after this. But New Day, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods picked up the victory over the Bludgeon Brothers. Big E was not ringside. He had rib injuries from the night before. Yep. Although that really didn't even like show once he once the match took place. Uh, once the finish took place because he ran down and celebrated as if he wasn't injured. But yeah. But this match that, was an awesome match. Yeah, and it's it's a damn shame that Eric Rowan has is injured. Yeah. Really? Like even dude, they they went so long before the first fin the before the the person the first pinfall even I almost said finfall. <laughs> Close. <laughs> it was like this was a really good match. Like they set up the uh, the ladder in between two chairs, and I thought, oh, maybe they're gonna go through the ladder. They they tried to put Woods through it, and Kofi like Kofi kind of prevented it, and they caught him in a in a choke slam, and did the the double. Um, What's the move that Sheamus does? The white noise? Razor's Edge. They did like the doubles razor ed- Razor's Edge onto yeah, the ladder. Okay, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, didn't, it didn't break or anything. So that was like a good spot. Woods ended the match on the top rope, did this the springboard elbow to like all the way to the other side of the ring, dropping an elbow through the table on Luke Harper. I thought, I thought it was a really good match. Even like the, the, uh, the barricade spot. There was a barricade spot at uh, Takeover that was really good too, I think. Yeah. I think it was Takeover but, or SummerSlam. Yeah, congratulations to the New Day, five time, five time. Oh, they could do the Booker T-, T thing now. Oh, great! That's gonna be fantastic. So yeah, so congratulations to them. That was SmackDown. That concluded. Also, the- by the way, that's where same venue where New Day started their historic title run. Yeah, interesting. Very cool. So, All right. Maybe so, yeah. It'll again. Let's get the shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. All right. Make sure that you go follow Marco Stunt. Uh, you started hearing a lot about him once he went all in and his event at uh, GCW, his appearance there. Make sure you go follow him on Twitter at Marco Stunt and book him. Marco Stunt Wrestling at gmail.com. And you can always buy his T-shirt at whatamaneuver, whatamaneuver.net slash collection slash Marco dash stunt. So Marco stunt, keep your eyes and ears open for him. Also going to give a shameless plug to Kenny Johnson. 
Go give him a follow on Twitter at Ken Johnson ten twenty eight. Uh, he produces a ton of documentaries, and he has one, uh, an Evolve 4K short film, A Farewell to Matt Riddle. I watched that the other day. It was spectacular. Yeah, I was watching that earlier. It's a sit-down with Matt Riddle during his final weekend at with Evolve, and it's awesome. It covers his love for pro wrestling, his family. Everyone should definitely go check it out, this especially is... with Matt Riddle's appearance. This is what I want. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, Dave, on the uh, shameless plugs. I know. No, no, no. Do it. Do it. Um, we know Matt Riddle is very outspoken about his use of uh, marijuana. How do you think that's going to factor into his time with WWE? I don't. I, think... I know he said he has a card for it. So, like, for I guess for anxiety or whatever it is. So, is that? Do you I... think that's going to be a big issue? Do you think you know with the, with the drug testing and everything like that? They were like, look, before you sign your contract, you need to uh, pay us up front. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I think that it's all good. I think that either he's going to go clean and get off of it. I don't think he And find, find alternatives. Or they'll find a way to work with him while using it as a medication. Yeah. So, I mean, but, that, that, that allegedly is what he uh, uses is for his medication, so – is there yeah. like anything in the in the NFL that they're allowed to use medical marijuana, or is that like just completely, or you just don't know? The NFL's a joke. Um, I don't know. Sorry, I don't know about that. All right, continue. Like, I wonder. I wonder if there are any sports that like actually allowed that if you have a card or whatever. I'm not too sure. That's a good question. But I mean, honestly, I think it's very beneficial. Medi- the medical- imagine, imagine WWE gets their own like doctor and their own license for that. That'd be interesting. Brian Kendrick will be the happiest man in the world. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, also, make sure you go check out SoCal Uncensored. Uh, they cover so much of the California. They cover everything California uh, from the pro wrestling news, results, analysis, and a ton more. You should go support them at SoCal Uncensored, SoCalUncensored.com. And you can buy their shirt on Amazon.com. Uh, without them, I wouldn't be able to promote a lot of the events that are over in California because they remind me that this is upcoming, this is today, this is taking place tomorrow, and it triggers so much for me. Like, oh, I got to do this, I got to try to help this and that and this. So make sure you go support them. And uh, yeah, hey, Chris, you got a match of the week? Oh, I sure do. Chris's match of the week. Match of the week this week is from NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4, Adam Cole versus Ricochet. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. As I said before, I'm becoming uh, more and more of a fan So, of Ricochet. So go check it out. It's on the WWE Network, 1999. Brandon, who are you now? Listen to Brandon's shout-outs, because when there are shout-outs... <laughs> There's honey. Well, the first shout out is going to the album Uncaged 5. Uh, if you're unaware of what that is, they have unreleased and rarely, rarely used WWE tracks from Jim Johnson. And they've been like periodically releasing these albums. So they released a new one and the, it has the old Jeff Jarrett theme song on it. The, the one where he used with uh, Tennessee Lee, and it's one of my favorite theme songs of all time. Never, never got released, so mm. I'm fine. I'm happy that it's finally released, and uh, yeah, so check it out. Next shout out goes to 
the WWE Network special Walk with Elias. Did you by any chance catch that last month, Chris? Maybe. What? Did you by any chance catch the Walk with Elias special? No, I didn't. Sorry. So it's like a mockumentary following the making of the album. And it's like so well produced, like the comedic timing of everything. Like at one point, uh, Elias takes a drink. He's in the studio. He takes a drink of the water. He goes, hey, guys, if you want my voice to be perfect, this water has to be room temperature. And like it, like it reminds me of The Office, like the next like – like a quick cut right to the microwave. And they're <laughs> microwaving the water for him. Another part, funny. Another part, they have the, the – I have like the the head of the A and R records or whatever, and they're interviewing him. He goes, "I have no idea who Elias is." <laughs> it's just like really funny. Madison Square Garden gets mentioned. James Dolan got mentioned. So it was funny. Check it out if you haven't done so already. Uh, and then the last shout out is is going to Taz and William Regal because I was having a conversation with Mike, and it, it, he he brought up best suplexes and what, what do you mean best suplex like who who in the wrestling history has done the best suplex okay. and i guess he, he put up a poll or something on a facebook page and um people were allowed to like write in answers too but a lot of people voted uh scott steiner i was about to say scott steiner as the best suplexer yeah i agree but i how could it not be Taz and Regal? Like Kurt Angle you know is what? fantastic. Gonna, I was about to say Kurt Angle would be my number two, but I really am a fan of Scott Steiner. That's over Taz? Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, I was thinking Scott Steiner, and I was wondering if you're gonna follow up with that. I was not expecting that, though. Yeah, no. For I mean, honestly, for me, it's like Angle, Taz, and Regal. Like Iron Sheik is up there as as good too, but. Like I, I I can't I can't take the the Scott Steiner suplexes over Taz. I think Taz every single time Taz hit a suplex, it was like picture perfect. Am I crazy for tossing Benoit up there too? No no no, obviously not. Benoit is fantastic as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, those are my shout outs. Now it's time for. Yeah. Out moment of the week, Dave. What do you got? Oh, what do I got? I got that super kick to Ricochet's neck. Yep, you got uh, that's mine. Animal. I mean, that was nasty. Uh, I marked out big time for that, and then I marked out for Distro finally making an appearance on the Indies. Uh, PCO's, I guess, creator. He finally came out helping PCO pick up the victory over uh, Matt Riddle at GCW. And it was it was amazing. I mean, nobody was expected because he never he's never actually made an appearance before. Yeah. And I guess maybe we're following with the storyline and progression of all of the videos that they do. He came out with the the car battery, shocked PCO. <laughs> PCO came back to life and defeated uh, Matt Riddle. Yeah, huge. Awesome stuff. What about that you was guys? A, that was a, that was a good uh, that was a good event. I have to admit. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean. They had from Marco's stunt appearing, which was a shock, to Sabu. I mean, you know who was really good. You know who who impressed me on that? Teddy Hart. 
Mm-hmm. Teddy Hart was really good. Did you, Did you see the picture of Teddy, Bailey, Sasha, and TJ? No. Yeah. With the cat? No. Nah, he was backstage. Yeah, but cool. Yeah. No. What about you, Brandon? Uh, honestly, Takeover in general was really good. The Demon. Uh, obviously Sasha Banks and Bailey, their mashup gear. Uh, Hawkins on Raw. Um, the Shield reunion. I, I marked out for the Shield reunion as well. And also, uh, 205 Live, Wednesday Dorado and Grand Metallic had a, uh, a tornado tag match against Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese. Fantastic match. And 100%, if you have not watched this match, you like people like, oh, 205 Live sucks, blah, blah. You're not watching the product then. I agree with you're, you. You're just not watching the product if you say it sucks. Mm-hmm. It was that was such a good match. Yeah, so no, definitely check that out. Also, the... I was gonna say, by the way, Jeff Hardy just threw up the first pitch for the Mets game, and, and, it's and all Hawkins. downhill from there. Hawkins, uh, it's been it's been downhill since they won the World Series in April. Hawkins was the uh, the catcher. He was the recipient of it. No, it's probably That's cool. so I, thought, I thought that was I thought that was cool. Um, that is cool. I also I marked that hard for. War Machine throwing Kyle O'Reilly up in the air like 20,000 feet and then picking him up for a power slam. I went nuts for that. It was so awesome. I can't wait till they do cool stuff like that in matches. So I think I marked out on behalf of you for Riddle. <laughs> because oh, yeah. you were like, because you were like, spoil it if Riddle is there. And I was like, Are you, do, do you mean don't spoil it? You're like, no, <laughs> definitely spoil it. And then like I saw the shadow coming through the crowd. And I was like, oh my god. Now, I love the fact that they had the Facebook Live afterwards with Triple H. They're like, oh, what do you think about Matt Ridley? He goes, Yo, you know, we're having a sale on uh, $5 green sl- green uh, sandals upstairs. I think he was just here for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, man, this guy's going to put a this, – this guy's going to be special in your ring. And he's just putting – he's making fun of him for having green sandals on. But it was – Also, what? I was going to say boo to WWE shop. Why? There, there's no takeover merch. Yeah, well, that's weird. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They were selling takeover merch, but not on WWE Shop. Wow. But they, they have that. Like, it's weird because, um, on the WWE Express Shop thing, where it's like you could use that if you're going to an event. Uh, I think they just do it now for major events, but like you pre-order your shirt and stuff. Mm-hmm. On after the Shield debuted i went to it just for the hell of it and that shirt that that they debuted the brand new shirt was there so i don't know like how they, there's no way they could possibly have sold that before the event because i would just have completely spoiled it yeah. it's, it's because it says the shield returned to justice brooklyn 2018 yeah which i'm thinking about getting even though i wasn't there for it it looks like a cool shirt uh, you don't need it no, Brandon needs it. Come on. Yeah, that's very true. So, yeah, just yeah. like I needed the autographed takeover poster, yeah, which I was like happy. Just like I need a bullet in my head after doing this podcast. With you. I'm kidding. Whoa. Yeah, no. Rude much? Whoa, Nelly. Um. Yeah, but that's our podcast for this week. Dave uh, has a fantasy draft to do right now. Yeah, I'm actually uh, drafting right now, and I am the first pick. So I'm going to pick Todd Gurley the second. And I'll be honest, I have no clue who he is. Did you say I, I Todd have... Gurley? Wait, so you're going into this draft not knowing people? Nope, but somehow I was in the finals last year, and I never watched a game. <laughs> so, 
so go figure. Yeah, I'm doing one on every year. I just auto draft my team, and like the first year I auto draft my team, I came in second place. So, hooray, best of the losers. So, so speaking of second place and stuff, who won in mini golf? The kids don't. You don't keep track of that stuff. Oh. My kids are five and two years old. Do you really? You're think... supposed to teach them stuff like that. They were just got to having... teach them to lose. I had fun. That they had fun just getting the ball in the hole. That was so. That means that Chris crushed them. Yeah, that's it. I won. On that note, that's our podcast for this week. Marking at 394. Uh, Next week we'll talk about All In because it's a big, huge weekend for indie wrestling. Next weekend, as this weekend was a big weekend for sports entertainment. Uh, We'll talk about the week that it was in the WWE. And until then, you can listen to this on MarkNow.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. I want to read some reviews on the show, so do some people. Please, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook.com slash MarkNow. Twitter.com slash MarkNow. YouTube.com slash MarkNow11. Cooking with Brandon7 is up. We didn't even talk about it this week. It's spectacular. Uh, I got it done within a day because of the 24-hour stream that they did for our friend Montreal Broski. Eric, hope he is recovering safe and soundly um any other plugs follow me on twitter chris wing dog brandon on twitter at bttg161 b2tgbttg161 that's an old <laughs> uh dave the rave underscore mo until next week we wish you the the oh can we hold on can we just redo that please why ready the... we wish you <laughs> The... I, I don't know why you needed to redo that, but best, best of, of luck, luck in your future endeavors. It's all Have a fantastic. <laughs>